Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside... Connor Baltazor. And even though we're a day off my 21st birthday, which I didn't get blasted like people were telling me to, but sure. allegedly. Allegedly. Connor wasn't there, he wouldn't know. Uh, that is true. I was only there for like maybe 20% of the time. You were there for enough of it. Enough. <laughs> I, mean, I knew what was going on. There, you were there for enough of it. But the grind it never stops on the Aggie Valley Cats podcast. So today we're going to be doing our weekly roundup alongside, after the roundup, a super special interview with our first guest of the show, which we will introduce when the time comes. But let's firstly get into merch. We have merch now. We... If you want to buy any official Aggieville Alley Cats merch, including the limited edition original Alley Cat t-shirt, which includes our original logo on the back and a really cool logo on the front that says original Alley Cat, please be sure to check that out at our merch store, which is on Teespring and support the show and wear some, in my opinion, very good looking merch. Yes, I agree. Uh, some, of the, some of that merch is absolutely excellent. In fact, I think all of it is absolutely excellent. And then the original Alley Cat shirt, get yours while they're still hot because they're not going to be sticking around for very long. Yeah, October 1st is when they're gone, so get them while you can. This is a threat. This is a threat. So let's begin with a recap of soccer. Now, they only had one game since we've last played, or last since we've last recorded a recap episode, I should say, and that was Sunday's matchup against Indiana, which did not go very well to put it mildly, for the Soccer Cats. It was a loss in favor of Indiana, who beat the Cats 3-0. to zero. And from my understanding, it the score is just as bad as it actually looks for stats. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the Cats got doubled up on shots. They didn't get a single shot off until the second half. And, yeah, that was 14-7 to seven on shots. And uh, they trailed 7-4 in shots on goal. Um, so, yeah, all around just dismal first half for the Wildcats. And they couldn't crawl back out of that. Um, yeah, it was a 3-0 L that felt like a 3-0 L. A lot of times in soccer, sometimes the final score doesn't feel like it represents the game. This one definitely was that. Yeah. you have any specific stats for K-State players? Um... Not really. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the point I was trying um, to make. Um, the only thing I guess I can say is that a defender, Jesse Lauren, she had three shots on goal of the four total for K-State. So that's actually pretty good. Um, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that was the only stat that I have that was uh, remotely positive, at least from what I can tell. Yeah, and that's two consecutive losses to Big Ten schools. The other was Purdue. Yep, and this is a pretty good Indiana squad. I will admit they're six one and one, and the Big Ten is pretty good at soccer. At least I'm assuming so because they're pretty good at a lot of stuff. Soccer just seems like something the Big Ten would be good at. You yeah, know what, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, K State playing some high level competition. Unfortunately, not able to uh, bring a home uh, against the uh, Hoosiers. And then the next matchup is this coming Sunday, September 19th, against the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. Yes, that's correct. 
I'm very surprised that I was able to get that right just based off of the acronym. But I understand that we have had a common opponent in University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, among other things, is not necessarily a school that we should go into worrying. But we just came off of a game with another school in a different football that we were saying we should not have to worry about. And look where that got us. Look where that got us. But yeah, we have a common opponent in South Dakota State. We played them in an exhibition match and we won that game two to one. They played South Dakota State in a regulation full on match and they lost that three to one. Uh, we have similar records. They are four four and one. We are four and four. Um, although they have gotten absolutely demolished by a couple of Big 12 schools. TCU beat them 6-0. They lost to Texas 7-0. So, this should be a winnable match for the Cats. So, hopefully this will help get them back on track. Yeah, absolutely. And, they're still, K-State's still 4-4-0, and zero, you said? Yep. yep. So, it's, we're at 500, which is not terrible. And it's there's still a lot of season left for us to play. So, no panic for the Soccer Cats. They're still a pretty solid team with a couple of really solid players. Yep. Now let's get into the story of the week, I would say, outside of football, at least in terms of K-State athletics, and that is the K-State volleyball team, who is, among other things, and most importantly, on a six-game winning streak, and they sealed that up with a victory against the University of Missouri, the team that I grew up rooting for, 3-0 in volleyball. Three sets to none. Yeah, pretty resounding victory for the Wildcats over their former Big 12 rival, Mizzou. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was a 3-0 victory, a clean sweep for the Cats. Leah Carter had arguably her best game of the season. She had 16 kills on 30 attack attempts and just three errors for a .433 hitting percentage. Really excellent day for Aaliyah Carter. Uh, they doubled up Mizzou on a, um, attack percentage. Um, not a lot to say about this just because it was a just general domination of Mizzou. Um, the sets were, they weren't separated by a ton in the sets, although performance-wise, uh, K-State definitely outperformed. I think they... From what I can tell, at least, they just had a lot of errors that kind of kept Mizzou in it. Like they won set one 25-23, and then sets two and three were both victories by a 25-20 to 20 margin. So, all around, good good uh, showing for the Wildcats. Um, and yeah, like you said, on a six-game win streak, uh, pretty excellent there. Yeah. And that six-game win streak is not enough to get us ranked, at least as far as I've seen. But I imagine we can't be too far off from that. I would imagine that we are closing in on a ranking of some sort because the only losses have been to ranked teams. And, and Nebraska's ranked number one right now. Right now? Yes. Oh, geez. Yeah, we uh, lost them 1-3, and that was a very close match from what we could tell. And then Pepperdine, that was a 0-3 to loss, although every single one of those sets was just right down to the final point. So... This case, a volleyball team could really be building something great this year. That we're just gonna have to wait and see for a conference play. Their first challenge in the conference play will be Baylor. Uh, Baylor's really good, but you know they have a couple more non-conference games before that. Yeah, and they have two games this 
I guess, quote-unquote weekend. One's on a Friday, the day that this will be releasing. Against Weber State, the school that we never thought we would mention ever, but we've mentioned four times on the podcast. Yeah, they just keep creeping back in to the podcast. Yeah, Not the, sure how. The other Purple Wildcats who just continuously steal everything that we love, even worse than Northwestern does. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are far too many Purple Wildcats They're far in college many. athletics. Were we the first one? Um, we'll say so. Good enough for me. Actually, probably not. Like, realistically. No, we were. Okay. (laughs) I believe you. We play Weber State tomorrow at what time? That would be at 1 p.m. Okay. So I may be there. I may be there, just depending on how classes end up. Um, that's going to be in Omaha, Nebraska. I won't be there, uh, at all, actually. (laughs) I will be decommitting from going to that game. Yes, I am as well. I was never committed, but I would like to announce my decommitment from the Weber State-Kansas State volleyball match in Omaha, Nebraska. It's okay. I sound like an idiot half on the time, half of the time on the podcast anyway, so that's nothing new. But then we have another game Saturday, September 18th, against Omaha, I'm assuming in Omaha. That would be correct. It's oh, a, wow. It's a 1 p.m. Uh, both of those games are on something called Mavs All Access. I'm assuming that's Omaha's streaming thing. I don't think anybody on Earth has it, so you're not going to watch it. You can listen to it on K-Man or on KSA's website, but that's it. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is it kicks. It shares a kickoff time with a. Uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, so that Saturday match is probably not going to be on the radio. So if you want to access that, you either have to purchase Mavs All Access somehow or... Uh, They'll be live be stream. Yeah, we'll be there. Then there's probably live stream audio on KSA's website uh, from the K-Man commentary. It just won't be over the airwaves. Yeah. So that wraps up the, we'll just call it the, the recap segment of this week. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We're not doing the outro yet because we will be right back with our very special guest of the show. And we're back, and I'm very happy to introduce our first guest of the show. He's a friend of the show, friend of us personally, and he's a videographer for the K-State football team. He is Speedy McSpeedster, also known as Lucas Cook. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. You guys have done great work. Yeah, feel free to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, so my name is Lucas Cook. Some of you may know me, unfortunately, by the nickname Scott gave me in the video. And we're going <laughs> to reference the video a couple times. But um, yeah, I'm Lucas Cook. I go by Speedy McSpeedster in certain situations. I am a videographer for K-State, coaching, K-State football coaching video. It's a really unfortunately long acronym. Um, but yeah, I run around with the camera. I'll do some editing, but mostly go out there and get the work for the football team that they need me to get done. And you're a burner, apparently. 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 Where's your port time? Fast enough. Fast enough. 4-2 flat. Yeah, 4-2. Yeah. You know what? Let's not go too deep into that. I don't want I don't want the next red lightning to be me. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's just go from the top and keep talking about your job. And How exactly did you get into a to videographer? Well, you know, that's an interesting question, uh, and it's a more interesting answer because I am not in, of course, there's no class you take for videographer. There's nothing you take at K-State that's like, all right, here's where we're going to pluck our guys to be videographers. I'm an English major, 
And the biggest way for me to get inside Veneer is because I know people. First off, my grandparents actually know the head of the video department for K-State football coaching video, uh, Scott Eiler. And they actually sat next to him during basketball games, women's basketball games. And so at some point, they're, they're alumni, so they have some pretty deep ties. Um, and he offered them to have a tour of Veneer um, just so they could see, you know, what was going on. And apparently that's something that happens, you know, with uh, some pretty friendly folks. But the deal about it was is they asked if I could go. And the answer was yes. And so I'm, the, I'm fresh out of high school. I have no idea what I'm going to do for a job, and I especially didn't think it was going to be working for K-State football. Um, so I go there, and we find out where to park. We go in, and, and Scott leads us around to all these rooms. And about halfway through, I start asking questions about the video team, because I'm legitimately interested. And we start talking about it, and at some point, it turns into an impromptu interview. I didn't plan on it. Scott didn't plan on it. It just happened. And a week later, I was invited to work for K-State Football Video, and I took it. So it's it's a little interesting to ask how I got there because none of us really know. I don't think I definitely didn't enter that with the intentions of being hired on. And you Scott, literally, you literally walked in, like, well, I guess I'm here now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scott didn't. I don't think Scott entered that with the intentions of hiring me either. But it's interesting how, you know, sometimes people can just walk in and luck will have it. Yeah, will be involved in the future. Yeah, I just went in and just never left. <laughs> yeah. I, that's not entirely true. <laughs> I, I do go there. to class. Yeah, yeah you, you sometimes leave veneer. You're not there 24-7, yeah. you know, getting video constantly. Exactly. No, yeah. you, you just take your online classes in veneer. Yeah. That's an awesome story, though. <laughs> yeah. You want to take the next question, Connor? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, so we now know that you're a videographer with the K-State football team. And so what exactly do you do? with your job? Well, I do a whole bunch of different things. There's a, there's a few kids, kids, they're my age. There's a few guys <laughs> on the team that do different things. And so we've kind of specialized a little bit, but everybody knows how to do different things. And everybody knows how to do everything in case somebody's out for say COVID, which we've been lucky enough not to have anybody out with COVID. Um, but really what I do is a mixture of different things. So what most people will know me from is, again, from that video. We're talking about the March 2021 video that K-State Sports, I believe, put out on their social media. Part of the Supporting Cats series, which I think only had two episodes. I could be wrong. Um, but one of the things that I get featured on doing that is play polish, which for those who aren't in the know, which would be most of you, play polish is sort of like handoff drills. It's stuff like that where it's polishing your play and so the way we capture that is we have a GoPro on a painter's pole that I have attached to with Bluetooth through a an iPod and I will stand behind the quarterback and the running back and get those shots of stuff that we need that camera to get the problem with that is they'll flip so they'll have like a surrogate offensive line and so they'll run as many reps as they have running backs, and then they'll flip to the other side, which means, and then they'll go on and do more reps, which means I need to get from one spot to another spot 20 yards, 15 yards away in about three or four seconds. 
So that's why they put me out there, I guess, is because I'm the only one who can make that time Burner. jump. Except for Scott. Scott also can do it. Um, wow. Scott yeah. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, Scott's, he's at the top of the game for a reason, man. 4-4 four, four flat. Exactly. Well, and, and that's not the only thing. Um, I'll also do some, you know, hand camera stuff for technique work. Our kickers and punters use it for kick technique. Uh, quarterbacks also use some of it. Wide receiver DB working on releases and stuff like that. They'll also use that. Really, I do anything and everything that needs to be done. So I can go up and do an end zone with a camera and shoot some stuff if that needs to be done. Um, I can come in and edit, which is what I've been doing recently. Editing practice film so that these guys can get some practice film before practice is over. Get some practice film when practice is done so they can look at it immediately. Uh, I'll help Scott and Jake with that. Uh, and then I'll just run carts because why would I not run something? <laughs> um, and then, of course, that's not all I do because we are involved in the game day atmosphere at K-State. Um, up until today, or up until this week, I've been on the ground helping with uh, highlights, helping shoot highlights. Um, K-State HD gets a lot of the highlights for the ground, but they can't be everywhere at once, so... Coaching video will send some guys down there to help shoot some highlights with some cameras. That's what I've been doing for the last two years, but I'm going to be moving on to help do some stuff at the sideline, help do some editing. So, yeah, I do a lot of things, um, but, I mean, we've got a whole bunch of talented people helping us and helping us get places, and that's really a testament to Scott's ability to find people who know how to develop and, and develop these people into doing what he needs to, he needs to have them do. Yeah, it sounds like you're just kind of a jack-of-all-trades in the well, video department. Well, yeah, don't finish that phrase. Uh, <laughs> we all know how that phrase ends. Uh, it's a lot like, um, well, honestly, I, I wouldn't say jack-of-all-trades. There's a few things that other people have been taught to do and I haven't been taught to do. But my biggest thing is Scott has been able to get these people who none of us, again, are. we're all like me. We're all really you know, talented individuals but not in video we're not trained with video and so he's been able to grab these people and uh, mold them into really solid uh, football coaching video videographers um, which I think is just a testament to his ability to to develop that type of talent that type of I guess that's not the word I'm looking yeah nope, we'll go with nope, talent we'll go with right talent word. we'll go with talent all right so now that we've gotten the, the official stuff out of the way, let's get into a little bit more fun, shall oh, we? Oh, sure. Uh, what, do you have any favorite stories just from uh, other than King Felix uh, <laughs> being a king and helping yeah. you out? Well, you know what? I, I do have a few. Uh, there was a lot of fun stuff that happened down in Memphis uh, for the Bull Week a couple of years ago with the Liberty Bull. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite memories is uh, it rained one day. And uh, they, they halted practice for a little bit. It was the same day the Chiefs played the Chargers, I remember. Because everybody, there's a whole bunch of other people that were inside uh, watching the Chiefs and Chargers game. Jake was one of them. I think Scott might have been doing something else. Um, but there was no more film to edit because we weren't filming anything at that point in time. So we're just watching the game. I'm outside. I don't have to be. But I am outside uh, next to these um, almost like cherry pickers. You know what I'm talking about? Lifts? Yeah. yeah. Because they, where we were at, Memphis University School, they did not have 
true end zone places to shoot from. So we had to wheel lifts out there and take them up. So we had we had four guys on these lifts, two on either end zone, and they had like a weather pod that they could shoot from. But they just huddled in there, got the cameras in there once it started raining because they couldn't come down because it was raining. Um, but they just kind of sat up there and waited out the rain. I was just down on the ground because I'd finished doing play polish and I was running cards and I just decided it had been a while since I'd sat out in the rain. And I just remember standing there underneath this lift thinking to myself, because I was a freshman at the time, thinking to myself, I'm really here, you know? Like, I'd, I'd watched those videos for years as a kid. I'd watched Snyder Man Returns on YouTube and Pan Jake's Productions and uh, who's the other? Ben Asman. Ben Asman. Ben Asman. Yeah. I'd watched, I mean, that's, that was how I got myself excited to watch K-State football. And here I was standing in the middle of the rain, recognizing finally that, you know, this is what I was doing. This is where I was at. And that was a really cool moment. But there was a lot of fun stuff that happened in Memphis. That was just one of them. And I, I think the other incident that I'd like to bring up was just being on the ground shooting highlights during the OU game. Uh, I remember just laughing to myself a couple times because of how fun it was and how fun... Because like when you're down there on the ground, sound sort of gets funneled in. Like Sometimes the ground will shake on the field because of how loud Bill Snyder Family Stadium gets. And like... I just remember it was sometime halfway through the fourth quarter. They're trying to make that, OU is trying to make that comeback, and I knew they weren't going to make it. And so I just sat my, my camera down for a little bit and thought, this is crazy. They're playing Mo Bamba, and our guys are going <laughs> crazy on the sidelines, and our stands are going crazy. It, it, was, it was a surreal experience, and not in a bad way, because I, I don't think many people will get to experience something like that, especially people who are you know, as into sports as I was growing up and as I kind of still am, even though I work for a team now, it was just a really special experience. And I hope it's something that we can replicate here in the coming weeks. This isn't on the outline. I did just want to go back to one thing that you said was, uh, you said the ground shook during the, the OU game. Yeah. How many times has that happened? It, it happens a few times. Um, it, it was it was more pronounced during the OU game, and I think a couple of the players would would vouch for me on that one. But once once the roars got to a sizable from the fans, it got to a sizable amount. Once everybody in the stands knew we were going to win, it was it was like an out of body experience. Like I could I could see people going crazy individually, and in my feet I could feel my shoes vibrating because of how loud. They were. I, I'm sure they probably tried to pump up the music so that people could hear it over themselves. But the side effect that you got from that was everything felt like it was shaking. And then when the game ended, of course, and people ran out on the field, I'm holding this piece of equipment that's worth probably thousands of dollars close to me. Like, I need to avoid the people that are mobbing the field so I don't... You became a running back in that moment. No, because I was definitely staying still. I, it's like in Jurassic Park. It's like if you don't move, they can't see you. They won't run into you. So how how nuts was it in that final moment whenever the the onside kick was called for illegal touching? Oh man, it was. You know those moments where you're watching something from like a phone camera, and then like people start to shout and scream and stuff, and the audio just goes blank because of how loud it was. Yeah, it felt like that, except in real life. And I could tell people were gonna pile out onto the field, and so I kind of look across the field to my other videographers, like, we need to find a way to get out of here before 
seriously, <laughs> we need to find a way to get out of here before things get weird and we don't end up back in the office for another 45 minutes because we're trying to wade through a swamp of human beings. <laughs> but um, no, when, when people started coming out there, it was hard not to laugh because of how awesome it was, honestly. Um, and, and, of course, we can argue all we want about the benefits of rushing fields and stuff. I'm sure KU would rather we not do that. But um, <laughs> no, it, it was it was really something that I wish more fans could experience. And, and those of those students that were there that were able to be out there on the field. Uh, first of all, I hope you were safe. Uh, it, we weren't. I'm letting you know that right now. Be safe next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's an experience I'm sure a lot of people are going to be really glad that they had. And I'm glad that I got to have it, too. Okay. Even uh, if I had to be business and go back to the office and not be involved. <laughs> yeah, I was one of the people rushing the field ace, I believe you were as well. I was. Yeah, so. I was yeah. in the middle of the power cat. I want you to imagine how that was. <laughs> that would have been excellent. <laughs> and that was uh, just uh, like six months after we rushed the court when we beat uh, KU. Oh, yeah. So that was a fun 2019. Oh, yeah. Can we do that again, please? Yeah, I'd really, I'd be, I would really like that. I'd be found with 2019 part two. Yes, that that would be excellent. Skip over 2020, it didn't happen. Manifesting. Well, everything's got an asterisk next to it anyway because of COVID, so... That's yeah. true. So, now we get more into the, the quote-unquote official part of this. So, you obviously see a lot more than the average human being does. At least the average fan does. So, is there any, just in, in the results of your film that you've seen, what group has been best? Let's go on each side of the ball. Which group has been best to your eyes on the field okay so not with without going too much into detail because i want us to win football games um (laughs) and i don't want to give away anything uh the group that i think has been best for k-state and offense and mind you i'm not a football mind i just like watching it it has to be our offensive line i think our offensive line has been fantastic um when it comes to just getting things done both in practice and in the games um, they've looked really impressive, and they've worked really hard. Credit Coach Riley. He's had them way better than, I think, a lot of offensive lines in the Big 12, and I think they're right up there this year. Um, so, yeah, if I had to pick one group from the offense, I, I don't think a lot of people would say the offensive line. They'd probably say running backs or tight ends. Um, but, no, I think our offensive line is a really solid group uh, up there with any of the other groups on the team. And then for defense, defense is a little bit trickier just because I don't typically watch a lot of that. But if I if I did have to say one group, I think it would probably be the defensive line. I think our lines are pretty pretty thick in just about every way you could use that word. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, we've got a whole bunch of big bodies that are really athletic. I mean, you guys have watched it on the field. Yep. Uh, Timmy Horn, man, he's, he's been, a menace. He's been going crazy for the last couple of games, and he's just like that in practice too. Um, but e- even some of the other guys that you know don't get talked about as much, uh, Huggy Huggins, Huggins has done great stuff too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're we're really solid in the trenches, and I think that's a those are spots I I don't think too many people consider when they talk about. K-State teams, because they always want to talk about Deuce Vaughn, and they always want to talk yep. about Malik Knowles or Jerron McPherson, you know, and, and yep. get scared about the perceived lack of depth at linebacker. But, uh, no, I, I think I think we have a really strong group of players in the trenches on both sides of the football. 
Yeah, defensive line, I think, is personally my favorite unit right now. Mine's defensive backs, but... Yeah, I love the, the defensive line this year. I mean, they're just so much fun. They're just so clutch. Is It seems like they're coming up with a big tackle for loss in every moment that we absolutely need it. Granted, like, there's been two games. Granted, there's been two games. Yeah. Yes. But Small sample size, in those two but... games, they've been very clutch. So, yeah, and then Timmy Horn, like you said, he's an absolute man. And he's not showing up in the stat sheet, but, like, what he's doing is, like, not quantifiable, yeah, like, just, in that regard. just watch the game. He just takes up space. Just watch the game, and you'll find him pretty much every yep. single play. Just takes up the entire interior offensive line. It's unbelievable. And then, of course, you, you can't talk about the defensive line without talking about uh, the prime interception machine that is Jalen Pickle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's been showing out of practice, too. I mean, seriously, I could I could go down the list. Every single defensive lineman has looked great. Every single offensive lineman that we are going to trot out has looked great. And even some of the guys that we're developing have looked great, too. So, Yeah, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to the future at O-Line. Yeah, you got next question. Yeah. So, for this season, are there any players that have been standing out to you personally not named Deuce Vaughn? Because that is the easiest answer on earth. I will answer this one as a fan, um, and it, it's got to be, it's got to be the linebackers, man. I mean, Cody Fletcher, Fletch has been great when he needs to be. I mean, and for all the for all the fear that was raised about Ryan Hennington, Ryan's done a great job too, considerably. Um, of course, we've already talked about Timmy Horn. I don't I don't think it can be stated as much. I, because I am just as much of a fan as anybody else. I'm just holding a camera during the games. Um, of course, I can't yell things because I don't want to get us a, a penalty. That would be a nightmare for just about every single person that has ever worked for a video team or has ever worked for a college team would be being the one guy on the staff that gets a penalty thrown on the team because you said something. Um, but uh, behind the lens of a camera, I definitely do watch those games sort of with a critical fan eye. Um and, and these players have been showing up and showing out, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited for the rest of this season. But uh, you, don't, you don't tolerate any Will Howard slander. Oh, no, no. There, I will, personally, I will not tolerate any Will Howard slander. He's, a, he's been great. So. What's, your, what's your, uh, your favorite Will Howard nickname? Because we got Bob the Butcher, which is uh, Bill the Butcher for Bosco's Boys. You have our name, which is Will Howitzer, and you have uh, Big Willie Howard. Which yeah, I'll make the explicit tad for this episode just for Big Willie Howard, but <laughs> I do like Howitzer just because we we've had a Bazooka Joe in the past. I don't remember what nickname we gave to the most underrated quarterback in Snyder history and Jesse Ertz, but he deserved it. Stiff arm machine. He was a Cisco, I thought. At least Cisco. in the fan base, yeah, yeah Cisco. But uh, Jesse, wherever you are. Um, I'm proud of the work you put in those seasons, man. He is so undervalued in case of history. Uh, but yeah, you have a Bazooka Joe, you have a Cisco, uh, Honey Badger, Optimus, both two names for, yep. for Klein. You got to go with something in the same vein, and I think I think you guys have it right on the head with Howitzer. I think that's a really neat... I mean, come on, he's got a cannon. Yeah, absolutely. Load the Howitzer. It's yeah, time load the to Howitzer. Go. Load the howitzer. We're going on the offensive. Load the howitzer. We'll, we'll try and get that chant going. Load the howitzer. That is not flowing very not, well at that's, all. That's probably not going to be an easy one to get started. Too many syllables. Yeah, too many syllables. Too many syllables. Howitzer. We'll that see. might howitzer. work. We'll, we'll that start might a we'll work. start a Will Heisman chant. Oh, okay. There we already go. tried Skysman. That didn't go. Skysman so well. didn't go. Will Heisman. We'll, we'll give it a shot. 
So what is the, the general... You obviously, again, see a lot more than the average fan does. What has the, the mood been in regards to the season? Yeah, and I, and I do have to point out, I just film the practices. I'm not, in, I'm not in the locker room, and for a lot of the stuff, I know just about as much as somebody on a message board, which is not that much. <laughs> um, but, you know, from what I've seen at practice, man, the guys are ready to go. And they've been ready to go for every single game. And I, I don't think I can understate just how much of a will to win that this football team has right now. The will? To the win? will Howard to I can't, win? I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. There's no way you didn't realize as soon as you said it that we were going to do that. Think again. <laughs> I totally didn't think when I opened my mouth. Will Howard or won't Howard? Anyway. Oh. Don't. Don't. <laughs> So that, that basically completely wraps up the, the official segment. And now you get to be a part of the highly coveted wacky segment of the week. And this one, we're going to do something pretty simple. And we will go round table from the way that we are st- standing. That kind of reveals where I'm at right now. Um, <laughs> we'll go Connor, me, and then the honorable guest, Lucas. You can pick one fan base and college to delete from existence, but we cannot change. We cannot choose the same school. Gotcha. And we're, we're talking about literally every fan and every bit of this university just gets turned to dust. So gotcha. I want you to consider that when your answer is given. I have already considered this, and I think it's a very clear uh, University of Nebraska you're getting, rid of my, you're getting rid of my roommate. I hope you know that. Well, that's just too damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the greater good. So, Anytime I, I can make Bo Pelini cry. Faux Pelini. Faux Pelini. <laughs> that, was like, that was one of the very early like Twitter like uh, parody accounts, I think. Faux Pelini. But yeah, Nebraska, that's a classic K-State answer, I think. Uh, it's not a more modern one. Like Some of the newer generations of fans don't hold the same hatred as uh, the older generation, the more plugged-in uh, younger ones do. But man, the, it is a cult with no justification in this century is basically Nebraska. It's time for them to go. Yeah. Uh, you will not be missed. Rest in peace. The name Taylor Martinez still makes me angry uh, to this very day. And on Bill Snyder's birthday, nonetheless. On his birthday. I, that, that was one of the worst K-State losses in memory. Oh, that was terrible. so bad. It, it was, was on a Thursday in prime time. Oh, my gosh. Hate him. I don't quite share the same hatred for Nebraska that you two do. But I do have a hatred for one fan base in particular. One that I am perfectly, you can't see it, we're all doing the motion. Horns down, we're getting rid of the University of Texas. I don't care that it is in the same city that I'm not named after, but shares my name. I don't care that it's in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas does not need the University of Texas Longhorns to exist there. Their fan base is unbearable. They attempted to assassinate the Big 12. Vince Young, everything about them is just not good, and I don't like it. I don't want them around me. I don't want them on planet Earth. If they disappeared tomorrow and they held a funeral, I would fly a banner over it saying it. Goodbye. You will not be missed. Turned to dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Goodbye, Texas. Horns down forever. Let's go. 
UT, more like you suck. It has been. Am I right? It ah. has been zero days since the last Austin breakdown. <laughs> the other one was the Will Howard one. Yeah. So it's been two days. Yeah, football season is breaking Ace's psyche. <laughs> what else is new? We're getting, we're getting better. <laughs> Maybe. We're, Maybe. Working, we're working on it. Right, so that, that brings us to you, Lucas. Which fan base will you be deleting from existence? You today? know what? And this has been one that's been getting on my nerves for the last couple of years, and I'm sure the feeling is mutual. I just have three words for you. Wheat over corn. Very simple. Goodbye, Iowa State. You are gone. <laughs> you're gone. You're, you're out of here. You're goodbye. Deleted. You're gone. I don't care. Gone from existence are Iowa State. Gone are the fan bases that cry on Twitter because Brees Hall, Bryce Hale was Bryce not put yes, was, was not put on PFF because apparently he's the best running back in the Big Twelve. Get in line. <laughs> Twenty two is up there. Get in line. Oh yeah. So we'll never see another Proctober. Well, I mean, we weren't going to see another one anyways. No but more, no more Hilton Magic. That's oh, that's so tough. What would we do without the Iowa what State fans complaining it? on Twitter? Oh, yeah. Scott would have a lot less content. <laughs> that is true. Like, like we'd have to like rekindle like the like football rivalries elsewhere because Iowa State's taken up most of our rivalry energy here in recent years. We could just, I mean, there's a there's a team right there. I mean, Iowa. I would much rather play yeah. Iowa. Yeah, we yeah we can just yeah we can just turn that into Farmageddon. I mean, same state. Same like, state. What's the difference? I mean, they might be the doctor school, but it's hey, fine. We can it, still call it Farmageddon. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. No problems. Goodbye, Iowa State. It was nice knowing you. Sometimes. On occasion. It was, occasion. Ni- it was nice knowing you when we were on a 10-game win streak against you. That was when it was really fun to know yeah. you. All right, so you get the final words of the official show before we do the, the outro bit that barely counts as part of the episode. Yeah, and, and listen, you cannot tell the story of K-State football coaching video without singing the praises of Scott Eilert. The dude's been around for a long time. He's He's been through the thin and the thick of it. He's done a fantastic job with K-State uh, since he's gotten here. And, and I think, you know, you don't just need to take my word for it. The guy's won awards. He's done great work, and he's he's made a lot. Like I said before, he's doing all this great stuff with people who don't really have experience with video. He's just a wizard, you know. And so you can't really tell the story about the success of K-State football video without talking about Scott and how great he is. And honestly... His secondhand man is just the same. Jake Otten, who's our assistant video guy, he's phenomenal too. Uh, the climbing staff brought him over from North Dakota State, and he's just hit the ground running. He was there. His first year was my first year. I joined the first year of the climbing campaign. And, I mean, he's he is just as good as Scott is when it comes to getting stuff done and getting stuff edited. Um, the guy's really phenomenal, and, and honestly, they're, they're two of the best in the business. Uh, I couldn't have anybody else uh, willing to tell me what to do with a camera <laughs> um, because they've really done a fantastic job. And, and you know, they, they won an award a couple years ago. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the running again here soon enough. So uh, keep your eyes on Twitter. Keep your eyes on K-State football because there's going to be some great stuff coming up. And if, if you want to follow Scott, on Twitter. He's got some really fun stuff coming out. 
uh, that he puts out on his Twitter. It's at K-State VDO on Twitter. He's got a really great account of sometimes what happens during the spring practices and stuff like that. Uh, and if you don't come for anything else, come for the Wildcats in the NFL segment that he puts out every week and come for the Scott's Thursday shirt, Scott's Friday shirt for spring practice. I know what helps me know what day it is because sometimes <laughs> they all run together. So, yeah, I mean, go follow him if you can. And um, if you see any of us video guys out on campus, don't be afraid to say hello. We won't know who you are unless we do, in which case we'll be willing to talk with you. Um, but honestly, if you, if you see us on campus, give us a holler. Uh, we'd love to talk if we're not running to class or something like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of get your social medias ready because you're going to oh. be part of the outro. I lied to you. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. What will I do? Uh, pulling up Twitter. Uh, I don't even know my own at. <laughs> so thank you to everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Aggieville ACATS. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, I am at AC Edwards on 00 on Twitter and my co-host... I am Connor Baltazor, capital C and capital B. And our guest is... I go by at underscore deluxe on both Twitter and Instagram, so if you want to follow me there, you certainly can. And if you want to support the show financially, you can go to our merch store and buy such designs as Play Sandstorm Cowards, the Neon Alley Cats, or the limited edition Original Alley Cat t-shirt, which will only be available until October 1st. But most importantly, thank you all for listening to the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or anything in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. See you later, Alley Cats.